the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. down with the mambo swing the mardi gras mambo 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 mardi gras mambo 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 mardi gras mambo oh my <laughs> welcome to tonight's andrea k show can y'all tell what a good mood that i'm in <laughs> it just takes one of my favorite songs of all time since i was a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mardi Gras, babies. How y'all are? Throw me something, mister. Yeah, it's the best day of the year for me, even though it's been a long time since I lived in New Orleans. I usually get a little piece of home delivered to me, um, but uh, the, the even though it's 65 degrees in San Diego, we are feeling the effects of the storm down south because my king cake didn't arrive today. But king cake may be delayed, but I will not be denied, babies. It will be here tomorrow, and we're going to have us uh, an extended Mardi Gras celebration. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. We're not, not going to spend too much time talking about Mardi Gras. I am going to get into I am going to pose one question for you guys in a moment as we get into the hot topics of the day because I had people say to me on Facebook and beyond I'm shocked that the citizens of New Orleans, the residents of New Orleans and across Louisiana, because by the way, Mardi Gras is, 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 is this whole season and it's celebrated across the state. People are like how did y'all, how'd y'all let it be taken from you and not happen down there. So we're going to, I'm going to talk on that a little bit because we have continued shutdowns across the country, not just in New Orleans and not just because of weather. So we're going to get into that. We've got to talk about President Trump. We finally heard from President Trump and what a message. Thank you, Trump, for it. He served it up. We may not have Mardi Gras parades happening across uh, of uh, the streets in New Orleans tonight, but uh, it was, it was a party for me when President Trump put out this message to Mitch the itch as diamond and silk called him today we got to talk about that and we've got a really special guest on tonight's show for you guys in a little bit when this two years back you longtime andrea k show listeners you know that i i have was concerned about what was going on at the first whiff of a weaponized fbi and a doj when they were going after michael flynn and others i said you don't dismiss this story this is even before we knew the worst of it i said because if they could go after michael flynn they can go after you and that includes and when i say you that means in this military town that we're at it means they could go after you in the military active duty reserves or retired and we've got a story we've got finally i've been wanting chief 
former SEAL Eddie Gallagher, who was railroaded, who was who was comied. It was like the FBI and the DOJ going after him here in in the the um, what's the JAG with the JAG Corps in his in the disgraceful way in which he was treated. And he's going to be here to talk about that as well as the continued indoctrination of our military, those topics and more. The phone number is 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in. Here's my question for you guys, and I'm going to pose it to my man here before I bring him in. As people were asking me, I can't, how, did, how did the citizens of New Orleans let this happen? Well, first thing is it, to pull off a parade in New Orleans, you cannot, you can't do it. You, you you can't ask me that question if you've ever been to a parade because the entire city has to be shut down with police escorts. I mean, you can't do it without the, the government basically putting on the parades. OK, so there was nothing that the citizens could have done to make sure that Mardi Gras happened beyond what they did. And what they did do was they went to Blaine Kern, who is the creator of uh, uh, company, creator of all these floats. And they all bought pieces of floats and decorated their homes. And I said at the time, I'm not going to wish anybody a happy Mardi Gras. Because to me, I was concerned that this was what what tyrants and totalitarian systems have done for a really long time and hundreds of years, and that is rely on the adaptability of the human spirit to adjust to an oppressive environment. It's how Elizabeth Smart was able to stay with her captors after a certain period of time because she was too scared to leave. It's how you it's how you've got Patricia Hearst helping to rob a bank. With the SLA, right? And so, however, um, it's it's not quite the same way in New Orleans. But I want to I want to get your opinion. As you, is, is it a good thing to adjust, or is it a sign of conditioning and submission? This was sent to me from a friend in New Orleans, and I want to say this, and then bring in skins here. One thing I hope this year, and all of our house float decor craziness shows the world, is we don't now, and we have never done Mardi Gras for you. We do these annual rituals of our culture for ourselves and for each other. This is not a show for tourists. It has nothing to do with booze or bazooms. It's about art, expression, humor, and community. And yes, we decorated our homes and glittered things to keep sane during an insane year. The New Orleans community is strong, vibrant, and buoyant. Now we really have been through high water and hell. And yes, we will probably dress up in costumes just to sit at home. So I, I think that this is more in New Orleans. This is a way to say you're not going to take you're not going to take this from us. You're trying to change our culture. You're trying to change this community from who we are. As part of your Marxist, they don't go into this extent here, but basically it is about preserving in every way that we can. And and as I think about this, and if you Google these images of what's going on in these neighborhoods, if we put that kind of effort in the restaurant community and other industries here in California to say, you're not going to take this from us, because let me tell you, there's as much happening in the streets right now in some of these neighborhoods as if Mardi Gras was happening. So they're having Mardi Gras down there. It may look a little bit different, but they got Mardi Gras happening down there. With that being said, I want to bring in my man. It's a party with us every night here. <laughs> every meal's a banquet, every day's a parade, baby, when you when you're here on the Andrea K show, DJ Potato Skins. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include and across the board DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I kinda like what they're doing down there. I, I I think especially if they're doing it for them, yes. I think that is a great thing. But one thing I want to point out is yeah, I've talked to people I've interviewed people and 
the expression always comes up. Well, we're going to find out what that new normal is. I refuse to accept yes. looking for that new normal. And I want to get back to normal. It's yes. uh, it's my American right. Well said. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing that the citizens in New Orleans can do to force the city because, like I said, right. if, you, if you've never been to Mardi Gras, you don't understand that there's nothing the citizens could do beyond what they're doing right now. They're doing a great job. Yeah. However, you're right. Uh, you know, and that's that was my initial concern. The new normal. We just adapt. We just accept it. I don't want a new normal. I don't want normal. a new normal. I want to get back to normal. And we know uh, a study report came out today comparing Florida and California and California has had the strictest lockdowns, and they continue across the state. And our hospitality, our, our uh, hosp- hospitalization rate, and our death rate and mortality rate—if you can even believe those numbers, because we know that they're inflated—show um, that that in Florida, which I don't know how far off they're the two most populous state, uh, populous states, uh, both in, in large geographically, large economies. Um, you know, they they've got a lower death rate and hospital hospital rate in Florida than we have here in California. There is no excuse at this point. This was, was supposed to, we are now up on a year of 14 days to flatten the curve. The science does not support this. This is 100% about power. Especially when you compare the two states, the science doesn't support it at all. Right. And uh, and getting back to new normal means also means no uh, mask requirements on people, as well as no six-foot distancing or other requirements on businesses, uh, because that's not freedom. And, you know, I, if, if I've got a right to decide whether or not I'm going to, you know, share a bed with somebody that's got a disease or TB or whatever, you know, nobody's stopping us from making those decisions. Nobody's nobody's forcing me to put the foot, the fork down. I may eat an entire king cake tomorrow night. America is about individual <laughs> responsibility. Even exactly. If you eat that entire king cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if I make, I my, wouldn't recommend it. No. And if I it. make myself sick, then that's that's my fault. Okay. So President Trump, we finally heard from Trump today, and I'm glad that he did because right on the heels of President Trump being acquitted uh, of the ridiculous waste of time and money, the unconstitutional attempt to impeach a no longer even sitting President Trump. We had seconds later, we had Mitch the Itch, as Diamond and Silk call him, on the Senate floor blaming President Trump, saying that Trump was practically responsible for what happened at the Capitol. And let me tell you, this made my blood boil because he never ever said anything even remotely close to that. How about how about him saying that about Kamala Harris, who actually bailed out, contributed funds to bail out a writer who then went back out on the street and committed acts of violence. She is directly responsible for that. And he didn't say that. So finally, we heard from President Trump. And I'm going to read because President Trump has been denied access to speak to you directly. Uh, via Twitter, he's been permanently banned. Parler is is in the process of being back up. Partially back. Partially back. It will be fully back within the week um, on the app. Uh, President Trump and most news reports today are not issuing his full statement. So normally I do not read a full statement on air, but I'm going to do it because this might be the only opportunity you have to fully hear it. And you might not even realize that it's available to actually... I'll read it. Trump's full statement says this, and it's not too long. The Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political, quote, leaders like Senate Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. McConnell's dedication to business as usual, status quo policies, together with his lack of political insight, wisdom, skill and personality, love Trump, has rapidly driven him from majority leader to minority leader, and it will only get worse. The Democrats and Chuck Schumer play McConnell like a fiddle. They've never had it so good, and they want to keep it 
that way. We know our America First agenda is a winner, not McConnell's Beltway First agenda or Biden's America's Last. America Last. In 2020, I received the most votes of any sitting president in history, almost 75 million. Every incumbent House Republican won for the first time in decades. And we flipped 15 seats, almost costing Nancy Pelosi her job. Republicans won majorities in at least 59 of the 98 partisan legislative chambers, and the Democrats failed to flip a single legislative chamber from red to blue. And in Mitch's Senate, quote, over the last two election cycles, I single-handedly saved at least 12 Senate seats, more than eight in the 2020 cycle alone. And then came the Georgia disaster, where we should have won both U.S. Senate seats, but McConnell matched the Democrat offer of $2,000 stimulus checks with $600. How does that work? It became the Democrats' principal advertisement, and a big winner for them it was. McConnell then put himself, one of the most unpopular politicians in the United States, into the advertisements. Many Republicans in Georgia voted Democrat or just didn't vote because of their anguish at their inept governor, Brian Kemp, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and the Republican Party for not doing its job on election integrity during the 2020 presidential race. It was a complete election disaster in Georgia and certain other swing states. McConnell did nothing and will never do what needs to be done in order to secure a fair and just electoral system into the future. He doesn't have what it takes, never did, and never will. Almost done. My only regret is that McConnell begged for my strong support and endorsement before the great people of Kentucky in the 2020 election, and I gave it to him. He went from one point down to 20 points up and won. How quickly he forgets. Without my endorsement, McConnell would have lost and lost badly. Now his numbers are lower than ever before. He is destroying the Republican side of the Senate and in so doing, seriously hurting our country. Likewise, McConnell has no credibility on China because of his family's substantial Chinese business holdings. He does nothing on this tremendous economic and military threat. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. We want brilliant, strong, thoughtful, and compassionate leadership. Final thoughts. Prior to the pandemic, we produced the greatest economy and jobs numbers in the history of our country. And likewise, our economic recovery after COVID was the best in the world. We cut taxes and regulations, rebuilt our military, took care of our vets, became energy independent, built the wall and stopped the massive inflow of of illegals into our country and so much more. And now illegals are pouring in. Pipelines are being stopped. Taxes will go up and we will no longer be energy independent. This is a big moment for our country and we cannot let it pass by using third rate leaders to dictate our future. Well said. It does not get any better than that. No. I had to read it in its entirety because it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think he he could have actually gone even harsher, but I think he he was smart and that he laid out everything that he's done for this country. Everything. And and when you think about everything that he just, that all the successes that he just laid out, that Mitch McConnell would have stood on the floor of the Senate and acted like he was the problem going on in this country. Happy to work with the Democrats that are killing, killing this this economy and will only make it worse, including the fact. No. And I love how he pointed out China. Mitch McConnell doesn't give a crap that Joe Biden has now allowed China and the Chinese Communist Party to be able to play a role and be involved in our power grid 
Look what's going on in Texas right now. We have people sleeping in their cars. We've got, what, 100-year-old energy grids across this country. That's infrastructure that needs to be shored up and not with Chinese parts and with Chinese involvement. Chinese, the Chinese government has no business in our American electric grid. Absolutely not. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We've got to get into more topics of the day. Um, we've got some coronavirus updates here. Yeah, they fact-checked. They're, they uh, didn't fact-check any ballot signatures for mail-in ballots here in California. But let me tell you, they're scrutinizing the recall signatures, baby. we got that and more to talk about. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. I just love that song so much. Um, Okay, before the break, I was reading President Trump's message to Mitch McConnell. But we've got a problem in the Republican Party that extends uh, beyond just Mitch McConnell. I heard word today that the the California Republican uh, Party that are in uh, not the National Committee, but the Republican Party of California is having a meeting this weekend, their annual meeting. And they're considering actually changing the rules so that they can um, keep the delegates from having a say if the recall goes through of Gavin Newsom and. And we've got an election as a result of that, that they want to be able to pick who the candidate is instead of having the delegates uh, pick. Well, how convenient, right? Uh, because they want to make sure the California Republican Party wants to make sure that the, the same people, most of which have been uh, involved in the party for decades now, the same people that are allowed it to go as far left as they did, want to be able to, they want to be able to pick, not us, not have the Republican voters pick who runs uh, uh, to replace Gavin Newsom. No, they want to handpick, and of course it's going to be their fair-haired boy, Kevin Faulkner, who was happy to take over the convention center, have the hospitality and other industries here destroyed with no convention convention center so he can turn it into a homeless encampment and spend 40 million dollars to house 900 people and then sit on the beach with a bullhorn telling people they couldn't they they couldn't sit on the beach they had to keep walking so you know that's that we've got a main a, a, a major problem here now president trump clearly has decided uh, that he wants to primary and and he's he's made the decision that he's going to take the side of revitalizing the Republican Party instead of launching a new one. Um, you know, if there's anybody that can do it, it's him. If there's anybody that can do it, it's him. Um, but, it, you know, it's not even enough to primary because we've got to get rid of the leadership. There's nobody in the Republican Party today. And I felt like Trump was a little weak in his language on the election today. Why, 40, there was a poll that came out today that over 40-something percent of all Americans believe that there was, there was extensive, massive voter fraud in this election. There is no reason to allow for, the, for any Republican, let alone President Trump, to be feeling as though they can't be honest and say that. The Democrats are, are, are successful, have, have been successful at this point of making it, if not criminal, making it so... Um, uh, t- 
toxic and so, what's the word, radioactive to even question the outcome of the election at this point, and that's a win. So it, is it even going to matter if the if the Republican Party of California is able to successfully you know, go around, rewrite the rules to make sure the delegates and none of the voters have a say in who, who runs in the Republican ticket of, at, against Newsom if we still have fraudulent elections everywhere? And the Republican Party is doing absolutely nothing. I brought that up to you regard. last week. That's the one thing that scares me. We could get two million, three million votes, and when it gets down to the election, is it going to matter? Right. And and I'll tell you something I haven't heard of the Republican Party mention. There's nobody that I have heard from the Republican Party leadership or even really on a local level at, across the country, you know, members of Congress speaking out about this Lincoln Project. This is a major scandal involving the Republican Party. We have a man who ran John McCain's presidential campaign, who people who Karl Rove outed back in 2004 as being a predator of young men. This is this is according to Ryan Gerdusky, this has been the the best kept um, non secret in D.C. that everybody has known about this. And here's what happened. So the Lincoln Project, you know, that's the Never Trumpers. Kellyanne Conway's husband, George, is one of the founders on it, and a guy named Steve Schmidt and, and others. And I said, did I not say over and over that Trump needed to get rid of Kellyanne Conway? Over and over again. That he should never have anybody in his administration who's got a spouse who spends all day long trying to destroy him on social media. And not only that, but he was a founder of this Lincoln Project who actually used, and George Conway and and this Lincoln Project, in my opinion, it actually used uh, her and the name and, and the credibility, access to the White House, in order to have that organization seem credible. They raised $90 million dollars spent almost none of it on anything except their own salaries, and, I, and which, by the way, involved Kellyanne Conway. And maybe that's why the Republican Party and why Trump isn't saying anything about it. But you know what? I don't care. I wanted her fired a long time ago because I said there was something wrong with her and it, th- that she would be married to him and be, have her spouse working all day, every day. If I worked for, you know, uh, 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 if I was a waitress in a restaurant and my husband was bad yelping my, my restaurant that I worked in all day long, I would expect my, my boss to fire me. So what ends up happening is, in case you guys haven't really been following this story, Ryan Gerdusky gets fed up with this Lincoln Project. He's known for a while about these allegations. And he decides to tweet out something about it that I just may have to go public with this story. Well, somebody who doesn't like Ryan Gerdusky, a liberal, never Trumper, decides, says to Ryan Gerdusky in a tweet, you know what, I was one of John Weaver's targets, so I'm just going to take the wind out of your sails. Well, that didn't take the wind out of Ryan Gerdusky's sails. It actually made the story go public. The Lincoln Project initially denied any any knowledge of it. Then John Weaver denied it. Then John Weaver comes out and says that he just behaved inappropriately as a spouse, like Bill Clinton. This is just between me and my wife. Fast forward, it's come out in dribs and drabs. There are now multiple, we just had over the weekend, a second underage boy with screenshots and evidence that this man had preyed upon him. He was going around offering, I think I think the number is up to 150 young men at this point, offering jobs and political connections for sex, graphic text messages, Disgusting, an absolutely disgusting human being. And then there were emails revealed that, that the Lincoln Project was warned about this and that it actually even involved their own staffers. 
Meanwhile, they still rate, we're still getting a pass by everybody. In fact, I don't believe they've continued to go on CNN and MSNBC. And I think to this date, none of them have been asked a question about it. I think maybe Conway was asked one at one point and he said, you know, I just don't even know what to say here. I'm so shocked. I had no idea about this. And that was two days before then the emails were, were revealed that they, in fact, did know about it. And they had actually even tried to lawyer up at some point. This is an, an incredible scandal involving the Republican Party because this man has been moving around in Republican circles, not just running John McCain's campaign, but he was also involved with John Kasich out of Ohio. And he was covered up for, and this involves pedophilia and sexual predatory nature of underage men, underage boys. And there's no excuse for why anybody's been given a pass for this. We've got people going after a a, a no longer president of the United States who did absolutely nothing wrong, trying to criminalize 75 million voters when we actually have a criminal, never Trumper, working for an organization that went on, that grifted donors and took in $90 million so that they could buy homes and fund, I guess, Kellyanne Conway's daughter's audition for American Idol. This is a disgrace. Shame on the Republican Party for not addressing it more. I'm going to take a break when I come back. Uh, we're going to get into another topic, another area in which the Republican Party did nothing to hold anybody accountable. And that is a weaponized government going after its citizens, one of which included former SEAL Eddie Gallagher from San Diego. And he's got a book about it, but Amazon, nobody, nobody wants you to read it. And social media don't want you to read anything about it either. But he will be here next. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to, to uh, tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy Mardi Gras to everybody. Uh... Either in last segment or even at the open of the show, I talked about how Rewind, back to uh, when we first started hearing about and started learning about and investigating the Russian collusion hoax and uh, how the FBI and the DOJ had targeted innocent Americans. And it was a very complicated situation, but it was clear uh, that our government, for the first time in, in my history, was literally targeting, for a variety of different reasons, targeting American citizens for their politics. Most of it was about under, undermining uh, President Trump's uh, presidency, but it was also about, it was chilling to me because it was also so much more than that. It was about wanting to protect the deep state against any and all threats of that. And I said at the time, if they could do this to Michael Flynn and Roger Stone and Manafort and President Trump, they could go after anybody. And then... I said at the time, it looked to me like that's exactly what was happening in a JAG court here in San Diego County involving a SEAL named Eddie Gallagher. And he is here to talk about his story, which hopefully you'll be able to read in, in his book, although they don't, the left didn't want you to read this. And the book is called mm-hmm. The Man in the Arena, and it, and it was co-written with his beautiful wife, also named Andrea. And he is joining me now to tell his story. Hello, Mr. Gallagher. Thank you for being here on The Andrea K Show. Hey, how you doing, Andrea? I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you, and I appreciate your service, and I'm glad that you're out, and you have not been thrown in the, in the brig to never be heard of again, but your story was absolutely shocking to me. Um, refresh everybody's memory on what happened. Sure, yeah, I'll try and synopsize it as best I can. Uh, in 2017, I was deployed to uh, Mosul, Iraq. With uh, SEAL Team 7, um, Alpha Platoon, we did a seven-month deployment, came home, and a couple members of my platoon um, 
did not get along with me and started uh, rumors uh, about me to ruin my reputation. It was very childish. Uh, the rumors consisted of I was too aggressive as a leader, um, <laughs> that I was uh, stealing power bars from care packages. Um, it, was, it was a lot of nonsense, and it got treated as such by the command. They told those guys to go decompress. There was no you know, evidence or anything. Well, those guys decided to escalate the rumors to, this is a year later after the um, deployment, they escalated the rumors to murder, uh, that I had murdered an ISIS terrorist, um, and that they had it on film. Um, the command bought into their lies and uh, completely got behind them without investigating. There was never any video or film, um, and these, they involved NCIS. Uh, so once NCIS was involved, that then it really went off the rails. I, uh, corrupt um, NCIS agent named Joe Warpinski took over, and um, he formed a prosecution before even investigating. Um, so an example of that is his first NTIS interview with the accusers. He tells the guy that this is an open and shut case before he even got any information. Um, they ended up raiding my home when uh, my wife and I were not there, uh, pulling my kids out at gunpoint <gasps> with about a 25-man SWAT team. Um, they had <clears throat> the you know all the roads blocked off. I lived in military housing at the time. Uh, they treated me like I was a cartel member. And then uh, about a month and a half later, they threw me in military prison in uh, Miramar with no charges. Um, they didn't have any any charges on me yet. Um, I sat in uh, military prison for about two and a half months before my charges even came. <clears throat> but, you know, the, uh, my wife, once I got thrown in prison, she got involved um, and started telling the truth about what was happening because we had been dealing with, with all these rumors and allegations for a year before this, before I got thrown in. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, well, yeah, excuse me for interrupting, but I, it, you know, it strikes me that when you were suddenly arrested and, you know, weren't, weren't given uh, the decency that's, uh, that's afforded to get my detainees, uh, the, the, the day in which they, they grabbed you and arrested you was September 11th. That's correct. Um, you know, and everything, so everything like that is done on purpose to terrorize. Yes. And, uh, it, you know, and I, I could have never imagined before any of this happened to me that this was even possible, that mm -hmm. people acted like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was an eye-opening experience. I, you know, I spent nine months uh, in military prison or in confinement before uh, I went to trial. And, uh, you know, I went, I went through trial and the jury, my peers found me not guilty of every charge except for uh, I was in a photo with a dead terrorist right. among well, that, 12 other people. Right, um, yeah, and none, none of the rest faced any charges for that for that picture. Um, no. But, you know, I, I don't remember the details, but I did follow the story here, and it seemed as though there was a lot of the same type of, of um, BS tactics that were used against you that the Department of Justice has used to railroad Mike Flynn uh, to falsify and be able to get FISA warrants. I think they withheld, um, they, didn't they withhold some exculpatory evidence from the court? They Weren't they spying on your emails? I mean, the way oh, that yeah. the way that the, the, the legal, I, I, and didn't even one of the attorneys afterwards, you know, face some type of, of uh, potential disbarment or some type of censorship from the bar because, I mean, what they did to you was criminal yeah. in, in the in the prosecution yeah that's correct um you know and that's there was 
so much corruption, lies, deceit through the whole process uh, while I was confined and even during the trial, you know, it's, I had, that's why we had to write the book. Um, you know, the man in the arena, which hopefully will be coming out soon, but, um, it's, there's so many details that, no, you know, nobody really knows, you know, cause the media wasn't reporting it. Of course. Um, yeah. Our, you know, our prosecutor, the main prosecutor was relieved, um, about a month before trial. He was caught spying, um, he spied on civilian lawyers. He spied on my military lawyers. He spied on other branches of the services lawyers. Um, you know, it, it was pretty amazing. And the Navy caught him. There was nothing, no excuse. And they, nothing was done to him. He was sent to the East Coast to continue prosecuting people. I mean, yeah. everybody that was caught during my thing with, you know, that had done something illegal or, you know, caught red-handed doing, you know, corruption or, and lies, and nobody was held accountable. Now, did they, um, yeah, and um, I think at one point they tried to strip you of your rank and your, your benefits, correct? And But did That's Trump correct. restore that? that? Was, yep, that was after my trial. Um, the Navy was uh, embarrassed because they spent so much time and effort trying to uh, find me guilty that uh, when I was found not guilty, they tried to take away my... Uh, my rank and my uh, retirement and I was hitting 20 years. And so it would have been like, I had never you know, served any time in the Navy. Um, they also were trying to take my trident. Wow. Um, and then the, the president intervened, um, and said, you know, let him retire with everything that he earned over 20 years and, uh, do not take his trident. This story just kills me. I am the daughter of two Marines and I grew up with so much love and respect for our military. And I have been concerned as I have watched the slow creep of indoctrination into the DOD and into the different branches and to see, uh, you know, a seal, the best of the best, forgive me, you know, Green Berets, et cetera, to be railroaded by our system in such a way when, you know, when we don't we don't even see our Gitmo detainees are literally treated better than this. Why? What? Why? And I don't know if you go into this in the book, but why? Why did our military brass and our Department of Defense and Pentagon do this to you? Well, you said it. It's, you know, the, the swamp has drained deep into our military. I mean, we served eight years under Obama, um, which that was enough enough time to really get a foothold on the military and, and their agenda. Um, I think President Trump, you know, it wasn't enough time to uh, reverse any of that. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's still deep in the military, you know, right now. Uh, and that, that was, um, you know, I think that's a big factor. And I think what you see is a lot of these military leaders, um, these uh, high up officer, you know, admirals or generals, they're politicians in uniform. Oh, yeah, don't no get me make- started. Yeah, on that mad dog yeah. Mattis and his rules of engagement in Afghanistan, Mister Mister Climate Change, Global Warming. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah this I just was. Uh, I saw this on Twitter the other day, and I hate saying this because I my my bestie's son is at, at Annapolis right now. But what I and it just grieves me what I see happening uh, in all branches of the government. I don't know if you're aware of what the, how the Navy has changed its new pledge, Eddie Gallagher. Let me read you a couple of points and get your reaction. 
I pledge to advocate for and acknowledge all lived experiences and intersection identities of every sailor in the Navy. I pledge to engage in ongoing self-reflection, education, and knowledge sharing to better myself and my communities. I pledge to constructively share all experiences and information gained from activities above to inform the development of Navy-wide reforms. I'm sorry, Eddie Gallagher. I thought that our military was supposed to just kill people. I want our military to be fighting machines and the entire sole purpose to seek out find the enemy and destroy them either by putting a bullet in their head or doing a Jimmy Doolittle and dropping a bomb on somebody <laughs> well I couldn't agree with you more but yeah this is I mean this is how it is when you know our military serves under certain administrations you know they, be, they become a social experiment uh, you know it's they're not hiding it you know ever since Biden has taken over I mean we've had we just had the first transgender active duty Navy SEAL, you know, <gasps> doing an interview on CNN. No. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's in our face. Um, and like I said, the reason these decisions are being made is because you have these high up leaders, admirals and generals making these decisions to appease whatever political side they're on. I, you know, I, I don't I've never had to share a foxhole with anybody. I've never had to go on a mission with anybody. But what are the, what are they going to do? Say, stop. You know, I can't jump out of the plane right now or, you know, because I, I got to use my extender, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's an expander, uh, you know, or or, you know, we got we got to We got to hold up on some of the some of the MREs in our supply chain because we got to make sure we get the hormones. You know, for, exactly. you know, yeah. for Sa- uh, for Steve, who wants to now be called Sally. This is not, you know, but meanwhile, you can't get into the military if you're flat footed. Oh, I know. And, you know, they won't give, you know, the military members or service members, you know, certain medications or, you know, help them in that way. But they'll spend money on, you know, transgenders, uh, you know, with everything that they need. It's, well, uh, it's completely backwards. It's completely backwards. And I and I can't wait to read your book because I want to get all the details that wasn't reported because, you know, I, I didn't get to know all the details because I had to get I had to call through when I was reporting on the story with what information um, that was out there. And, you know, I uh, and, and I also loved a first person account of what it was like. And I and I remember seeing interviews of your wife, an incredibly strong woman who just spoke so well for you and was such a great advocate for you uh, during the time. And so I can't wait to read the book. It's The Man in the Mirror. Um, where can people get it? Because I know that you've been shut down from social media. Your Facebook page was temporarily taken down. Where can people get the book and learn more about your story? Um, yeah, thank you. You can go to uh, eddiegallagherbook.com. Uh, you'll find The Man in the Arena on there, and it's up for pre-order um, right now. And we're waiting. It should be hopefully this month or next month that DOD releases it, and it'll be out in stores. We're hoping by April. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can go to uh, eddiegallagherbook.com or Amazon uh, to find it. Eddie Gallagher, thank you so much for your service and for being here tonight. God bless you. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. All right, we got more on the other side of the break. We might have to talk a little bit of Bachelor because there, there's, a, there's a stink of a story going on there. We got that to talk about and more. So don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 
I might be missing my king cake, but I got a few donuts here. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, um, I was thinking about y'all because I had a little touch of sinus this morning and I was thinking I got to tell everybody about that because when I talk about balance in nature, it doesn't mean that I'm never going to ever have anything or sneeze a little bit. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. But I know they've taken my balance in nature. I've gone now. I'm, I'm going on to, I think, my 14th month of not having to take antibiotics, which is literally a medical miracle for me. Um, so I'm just super excited about it. I actually sent off um, some to a friend of mine for them to try who's struggling a little bit with health. I, You know, how can you not feel better with 10 servings of 31 fruits and veggies a day? So, you know, if you want to feel better, uh, you know, um, go to balancingnature.com. Use discount code HEALTH. Free shipping right now, 35% off. Um, all right. Okay, gosh, where do we go from here? Um Bill Gates says today, speaking of food, um, he says that rich nations, um, we should switch to 100% of something called synthetic beef. Um, synthetic, I don't even know what synthetic beef is. Was it, isn't the left trying to tell you that, didn't they try to ban um, the hydrogenated oil and they're trying to ban big gulps? Because, and, and don't they try to tell us, aren't, aren't these the same people telling us that whether or not we want to or whether or not there's any proof that masks work, we got to mask, we got to wash our hands, we got a six foot distance, but yet they're going to tell us to eat synthetic beef? Isn't there a ban on GMO right now? I, I, this is... I don't even know what to say about this. Of course, of course, we know that Bill Gates, who now is owns the most farmland, I think, of any any other American. I think he owns more farmland than than anybody else right now. Uh, we know that he's probably got a whole you know butcher shop worth of worth of uh, Angus beef in his house because you know the left never you know it's the peasants are going to have to live off of. Um, I guess those, you know, I see them. I see them in the grocery store in the frozen foods department. You are, never, you are never going to get me to eat any food that's called synthetic, okay? Um, before the break, we were talking about, talking to Eddie Gallagher and how he was railroaded, um, thrown in the brig, denied any medical treatment. Deny, wasn't even told what his what his charges were against him. We see right now, we've saw, we saw for four years, a weaponized FBI and Department of Justice targeting American citizens simply for power, committing crimes in the course of doing so. None of those. We president did nothing wrong, has the right of free speech, host a, a rally. People have the right to assemble. Yet he was impeached. Meanwhile, Jim Comey, more more evidence of crimes committed by Comey. Uh, new declassified documents show that Comey purposefully lied about the Steele dossier. He said in an email to James Clapper, Look, dude, um, the intelligence community has not made a judgment that this document is reliable. We know from the source who is credible, the source who, who told us that the Steele dossier is crap is reliable. Why are we putting that? Why are we putting it out for what you're trying to say about this is incorrect. That was in an email to Jim Clapper. Yet he turned right around and he signed the FISA application to illegally spy on Carter Page. Crimes were committed and not one person has been held accountable and yet Bill Barr knows this. Bill Barr, well, we, have, we have a Navy SEAL that was prosecuted for crimes he didn't commit in an attempt to destroy him, strip him of his, of his 20 years of service to this country, putting his life on the line. Jim Comey didn't put his life on the line for anybody. He went about trying to destroy lives. 
Our entire FBI and DOJ spent four years trying to, and they are now trying to criminalize. They spent four years trying to criminalize everybody in Trump, Trump's orbit and everybody in his orbit. And now the Department of Justice, the FBI, our deep state are working to criminalize anybody who, who says that they don't, that they question the outcome of the election and trying to, trying to criminalize 75 million Americans calling us, declaring us as domestic terrorist and insurrectionist. Absolutely shameful. And go, circling back, as Jen Psaki would say, to the open of the show, the Republican Party, man, they did nothing to stop it. Mitch McConnell's going to come out against President Trump. Didn't Haven't heard him say a word about Jim Comey. We're going to keep saying our words right here. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.